Dude, I that's a really scary one. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160EN podcast. Podcast number 79. And uh, it's just two of us today, joined by my co-host as always, Christian. How you doing, bro? Doing all right. Uh, you might have just caught me talking about Lask there. We'll get to that eventually. I'm feeling good, at least after the the advancement um, in the Europa League. Feeling sad, though, for the Hoops team in their European journey. Uh, I guess altered. Not, not completely ended, just altered course a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into that, too. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I'm doing all right. Friday night, chilling. Chilling like a villain. And an <laughs> earlier one for us, too. Uh, hope you guys like this time slot. We'll all, we'll see um, if we carry on with this or not. But anyways, let's get right into the Twitter questions. We have uh, just two for now. Um, uh, really just one. One's coming in from SCPRUB22. Uh, he says, let's go. So here we are going. <laughs> and uh, la- the, the only question really comes in from Joel De Silva at Joe Leung underscore 073 uh and christian i'll give this one straight to you because i know you're uh you're very passionate about this one uh what are your thoughts on spartan renaming the academy i guess just uh not to mention renaming basically everything but yeah uh, we'll just start with the academy naming it to the cristiano ronaldo academy right if i'm not mistaken i believe that's the name yeah not to be confused with the cristiano ronaldo campus yes that's in Funchal. exactly yeah, Medeta is <laughs> one of their training facilities. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, basically, if you just want to take a step back, the whole in- the timing of the announcement is supposed to be some, like, attempted attempt at goodwill, um, basically, to, to get your vote. It's a cheap, cheap way to get your vote this tomorrow. Um, but, I mean, the whole thing itself, basically just giving it to Ronaldo, honoring him, Yes, it's fine, right? He's a great player. No one's going to question, you know, the merits, whether or not he earned it or not. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's even in some of the campaign literature that Verandes had from when he was running um, two years ago, uh, selling the naming rights to these things, not only the stadium, but the academy, right? That's a super profitable thing, um, especially um, the CR7 brand. Um, you know, definitely missed opportunity there um, as far as, you know, generating some new revenue streams, um, also like establishing a partnership where he's kind of, he's sharing stuff on social media. The rollout was done so poorly. Um, Ronaldo still hasn't actually acknowledged that. <laughs> acknowledged it. <laughs> he's had two posts and it's been, I think, like four days and he's like, what, like 96 hours, and he still hasn't acknowledged it. So the rollout's done super poorly. You're not even gaining the exposure, you know, that you would get if Ronaldo's tweeting stuff about this or posting about it to his fucking, what, like 30 million followers, however many he has, like one of the top follow athletes and just people on Instagram in general. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a clusterfuck, right? So um the deal itself, right? Ronaldo, nice job. He earned it. Great player. One of the greatest of all time. He came from sporting. That's nice. But the way that the rollout was done and the opportunity that was left on the table is pretty lame and sad. Yeah. 
it it was it's pretty fucking trash let's be real it's the same i you know the rumors that are coming around saying that we might rename Giselle Velaz after Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I hope we don't get the same rollout if that happens, because then that's pathetic. those were the rumors, right? I guess. I guess this could I be mean, the only thing I can think of with this is uh, one us trying to whatever, like bring Ronaldo back or something. Eventually, we'll see. But another thing is just uh, already establishing that partnership, because I think this is one step to then changing the the actual stadium name. For us to potentially, hopefully, get fucking money off of it. I hope it's really not like one of these things where we just change the name and Ronaldo's just chilling on a fucking island in Italy, not giving a fuck, right? It's it's uh, just like the way that they just in general, the way that they roll things out, like the marketing campaign, like so what we got one tweet about this. They didn't yeah. like it's not like they were doing it, right? They weren't unveiling it. So he wasn't there to take photos and stuff. They have like a new sign and stuff like that. Like that wasn't it, but it's just like, it, it's just like really just the way that they lack of creativity and just like the amateur ish way that they roll stuff out is like, it's like, it's like an, they're endless offenders, right? They just are, they do it every single time. There's anything, you know? Yeah, facts. Uh, we got another question uh, from uh, just now, actually, from Matt Paiva or Casa de Paiva, also known on Twitter, at mpaiva7. Um, he asks, what are your thoughts on Paul Futre being honored as one of the gates at Av- uh, at Avalad? Uh, we making a big deal for nothing, or Sportingista's right to be upset? Uh, fun fact, also, Paul Futre went on a crazy fucking blocking spree last night also. Uh, <laughs> I was not one of the victims, but I do know our boy Johnny wait, was. Wait, so is he get- he's getting a gate? I thought... Yeah. He's also it's, getting a field. Oh, wow. From the academy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Instead of so not getting or something, that was the big uh, thing I seen last night on Twitter, too. I didn't it's know he a was gate. getting a gate, too. Yeah, yeah. Damn, seen, that's a, that's a little bit well. too much. Like, it's he really for weird, all- man. I don't get why, like... Right, oh, sorry, so, he's getting a pitch. Never mind. So the thing Matt is, must right, be confused. Okay, whatever. It's still, like... He, he's getting something, yeah. Yeah, he's getting something, like... The way it's like, right? So no matter no matter what, people would probably still be mad at him, right? So if he rolled out all these deals and it was like the Seek Gate, the you know the Novu Banku fucking field or whatever, right? People would be like, "Oh, you're just selling out Sporting," you know. Yeah. I. He, but the thing is, it's like he's trying to be like the business guy, right? Like, he's the business guy. Like, that's his thing. Like, he's wheeling and dealing. He knows these agents. He knows these he's got these rich guys, and he's, like, wheeling and dealing. But he's literally not wheeling and dealing if he's not getting stuff like that done. And he's just, like, handing out fields to Paul Futre, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But I guess the overall question, are we making a bigger deal than it should be, or...? I mean, the point of it is to achieve what they're achieving, right? Because we're talking about it, right? It's it's basically pointless, right? But, I mean, that's kind of – most people have – a lot of people have hypothesized that the strategy of doing all this shit this week is obviously in the run-up to the vote on Saturday. Um, they also announced today they're, like, participating or they signed some, uh, like, climate change pledge or some shit. Really? Um, yeah, 
Like they're trying to be like a, they're, they're on the path to being like a carbon neutral team or some shit. I don't even know, man. Just this, it's the same going, shit, right? We're going to use electric trains all the way up and down Portugal like, to get to the away games or what? I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> That's amazing. It's really, really. They rolled that out literally this afternoon, right? Like I missed that. So it's like each day you get a lame symbolic action. It's like you get the academy, then you get the fields, then you get the yeah. gates, and then you get the goal. Yeah, Vitor now you got the climate like document. Could be worse. It could be a, a Rui Patricio goal. <laughs> True, but there's still one goal right left unnamed. Right. Oh fuck. <laughs> Whatever it, can, it should be the uh, the uh, opposing team's goal at all times. The least <laughs> never forget the frangus he, he did when he started off at uh, at Sporting. <laughs> Hopefully that carried on to the next team. Um, anyways, before we jump into the Aberdeen game, uh, let's start off a bit with the uh, with the preseason uh, and the transfers, of course. Um, overall, what did you think of the preseason? I'll go through quickly some of the results. I know there was an Istoril game. I believe it was tied. Uh, but then there was a 2-1 win against Portimonense, a 3-1 win against Bilinense, a 2-1 win against Real Valladolid, and then, of course, uh, the last game that was supposed to happen for the Super Violinos was cancelled because uh, uh, quite a few uh, COVID cases amongst the team, uh, one of them being our coach, obviously, Ruben Amurin, which, uh, I mean, we'll get into a bit more when talking about Aberdeen, but overall preseason, what did you think of it? I'll also give my two cents after. I mean, I guess I it was... Until it got cut off, at least it was yeah. better than last year's preseason, seemingly. Which is, yeah. I, I think that's more of a testament to how bad last season's preseason was, because this season's preseason was a COVID preseason, right? So there wasn't even that much travel, and like, they're still somehow scheduling more and better games. Like, I don't, I don't understand how they managed to botch the last one so badly. Um, yeah. And at least they were also not losing to second division Swiss teams either, um, which helps. Exactly. That's a, that was just as where I was going to go with it. At least <laughs> not losing the second division Swiss teams or third division. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess, yeah. Nothing more to say than that. You're right. Spot on. Uh, we'll also go through the transfers because on paper, um, I'll, I'll start off with saying I think we had a decent transfer window. Um, we brought in a stud of a left back, uh, Antunj. Um, amazing Portuguese left back. international. Portuguese international. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, he has some experience with, or not some. He has a lot of experience with them. Um, thankfully, he's not going to be. Our, this isn't for a first choice left back. Nunu Mendes is obviously going to uh, take that spot. Um, I don't know exactly how well. I've never seen Antunj work in a in a three at the back system. Mind you, I haven't followed a lot of Antunj throughout the years. I only know of him from Malaga. And uh, like the few games I've watched with him in Malaga and whatever I've seen on the uh, when he was in the Portuguese national team. So I've never really seen him fit in this system. It, it's an interesting move. I guess it's a veteran, something we need on a young team. Um, I don't. Is he better than than Borja? I don't think so. I don't think we needed that spot. I think it's a waste of money personally in terms of uh, paying wages. But. Uh, um, yeah, not fond of that move. I know you're also not fond of that one. Um, but we'll go to the right back, and I'll uh, I'll ask you your two cents on uh, Pedro Porro, who who looked decent le- yesterday, actually, on the right. 
Yeah, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was great. I thought he was probably the best player on the field. The numbers would probably bear that out as well. He led in um, chances created, you know, crosses, defensive actions. Uh, he was everywhere, right? He was up and down the whole flank. He even made a play, probably fouling the guy, but didn't get called. All the way on the opposite side. Um, crosses were accurate. Um, he put one right on Thiago Tomas's head. Um, could yep. have been a goal. Had a couple other ones where his crosses led directly to chances. Um, yeah, I thought he. I thought he was great. Um, kind of. Not gonna lie, like that's that's kind of the quality that I was low key expecting slash hoping for. Right, he's been a regular starter in La Liga at ages eighteen and nineteen. Right, he's been good enough for Man City to invest like. 15 million into him at age 18 right so i mean he's 20 and he's been been around a couple years plenty of experience and yeah i mean he's he's quite good um i hope he doesn't truthfully get too good right so they're in a situation where it's like we want him back like to be on a on the team you know like yeah but they just got uh, Nelson Semedo, right? No, that was Wolves. That's Wolves. But they have um, the other one. They have uh, Cancelo. Cancelo, yeah. Did they get and a they right have, back? I feel like they got a right they back. They still have Kyle Walker, too, I think. Yeah. So hopefully Maybe that keeps occupied for a while. But, it should. I mean, it Walker should. is soon to be done, and then they'll be looking yeah. for the next the next phase. With, basically, basically, what I'm saying is on a two-year loan deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, if he's pretty fucking good, right? So we'll see. But if he impresses, now, if he impresses by the end of the two years, uh, it might be tough for us to keep him. I also don't think we got an option to buy, right? It was really yeah. unclear. It was yeah. really unclear. Which only means that we don't. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> um, but yeah, he looked good. Uh, we also got uh, just to complete the back line. Really, we got. Um, Fidal, who looked decent yesterday as well, he had a, one of like a huge cut. Um, yeah, he did. Aberdeen was entering um, the third half or, or the uh, the last uh, third of the uh, of the field there. Um, so he looks decent. He he's he's not a Mathieu, Let's be real. He's Mathieu. I missed Mathieu a lot yesterday. Uh, but again, we'll get into that. But um, I think he's a decent signing. He's not a horrible center back. Definitely a, a, an experienced center back that we need. Um, I can't complain too much on that. We also got a goalkeeper, um, Andre Paulo. Just kidding. We also got an Adnan as well, um, who started for us yesterday. Christian, what are your thoughts on that? Of course, most of us didn't think we needed a goalkeeper this this transfer window. Um, I thought Max was gonna was gonna be our our next Rui Patricio, if you will, where we bleed him in young, and then within the next few years, he he really gives us dividends after all the experience. Um, he gets, but we got one, um, a, a decent one. What do you think? What do you? What are your thoughts on Adnan, Adnan or whatever his name is? Adnan. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's decent, right? He really didn't have to get called into action yesterday. The yeah. main chances that Aberdeen had were off target, including the shot at like the 89th minute that was off target. Um, actually, I mean, he did have a decent save off a off a header, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's fine. Um, kind of expensive, but uh, yeah. no no transfer fee. So that's kind of the, uh, the deal you have to make. You have to kind of overpay the guy that you're getting on the free. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, for a uh, for basically what like a, a, a pretty much just George Man's plant, right? Uh, he's not a bad goalkeeper, and to be honest, don't rule out Max leaving until the transfer window is is closed and mm -hmm. he's confirmed to be still on the team because until the clock expires, he will be potentially able to, yeah they'll they'll be willing to to sell him really anybody with a with a value in this team is is about ready to go i've not heard anything about jovan and southampton since the big announcement that they were talking so don't know what's yeah. up with that and honestly i'm surprised they uh they played him yesterday i think if there was anything really serious they wouldn't have played him yesterday that's true same too. way they did with jolson uh was it against Benfica? yeah <laughs> like ridiculous the fact that he's still here but anyways um and then we go on to uh the bigger signings i guess which was um nunu santos and pedro gonzalves I'll, I'll start with nunu santos he looks like a decent uh a decent little winger more for depth um of course you missed him yesterday he also you know tested positive uh for covid but um I think he's he's not so much of a starter for us as much as he is like like actually Christian mentioned this just before we started the show. He's more to fill in the gaps. I think uh, if there's injuries, which we've seen a few of them last season, um, especially on that left flank, I think Nuno Nuno can definitely uh, step in. Definitely can come off the bench. He can definitely start a few games. Don't get me wrong, um, but uh, I think for the most part he's he's just he's just another body to have, and and he's a good player. We gave up a lot for him. That is my only thing uh, with with Nuno Santos. We gave up Dala and Gerald, which um, you know we'll, we'll see what where that takes us. Um, and and plus we gave them money, which I think is a horrible negotiation. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Fun fact, just because I mentioned Gerald, uh, an assist uh, um, yesterday against Bishkitas, where he passed it to Carlos Mane. What could have been? What could have <laughs> been? Uh, <laughs> And Christian, if you want to give your two cents on uh, Pedro Gonzalez. Oh, I mean, I think he's great. And he's shown also in some of these preseason games also that he can play on uh, on the wing as well. Or honestly, like the way that we were playing yesterday with a super narrow attacking three as well. I mean, I think he can play like underneath the striker um, alongside someone with Vieto, basically, where they're just kind of like yeah. free ranging it. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, he's super versatile and uh, um, would love to see him, uh, you know, in the 11. Definitely, I think he's definitely a an, an 11 signing or, or an insert into the 11 signing type of guy. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'll be bold enough to say I think he's a direct replacement for Bruno, for Bruno Fernandes. Um, he, he, maybe not in terms of position, but in terms of uh, – because I do, I do think I prefer Pedro more on the wings – than in the middle, but in terms of a or that Vieto role, like yeah. uh, he played yesterday, um, but I do see him as like that guy that we might look to, uh, which I hope we we don't have that guy like we did last year because we were way too dependent on Bruno. But I Mateus Nunes, baby, that's why I took his number. That's the replacement. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> and then in terms of uh, transfers. Uh, in there's only just two more big ones that weren't exactly transfers, but loans coming back, which is Braganza, who uh, should have started for us last year. Let's be real, and Pelinga, who never should have left uh, with Sosu Sintra. Um, 
I think Bragança is going to be the one to keep our eyes on. He's an interesting little player. I believe it was against Valudid where he fucking completely destroyed uh, that midfield or that attacking line within like three seconds. Uh, Messi-esque, if you will. Um, it'll be an interesting an interesting season with Bragança. I think uh, big things are coming his way. And um, what do you think about Pelinga, Chris? Do you actually think we'll keep him? Uh, we haven't renewed, right? So nope. only talk, only chatter. Uh, basically, at the end of the day, I saw something in the last couple of days that said CSKA still yeah. lingering around. At the end of the day, he's not going to CSKA. He's made that clear. The only team I can see him leaving to go to is Wolverhampton Wanderers FC. Whew. And if Wolverhampton Wanderers FC comes on deadline day with the George Men's 15 special, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. But and- – if that doesn't happen, I think he stays, and I think he renews. Mm-hmm. So right now I put the odds of him staying at 70, and I put the Wolverhampton swoop at 30. I'm I'm still 30, uh, 50-50 here. I'm oh, you think 50. it's closer? Uh, I think he – listen, we've been, we've been basically this whole preseason saying he's going to leave. I guess we couldn't materialize whatever with CSK Moscow. Um we're still throwing his name around. We, Basically, I think I think only the only thing that might slow him down is this COVID positive test. It's the same thing with Liege Max. I think the only reason those two might stay is just because they tested positive now, and teams might not be. I don't know on on how quick they'll come back. I don't know how what, how teams feel about that. One it's of just, them has uh, to go. That's what I think. So yeah. between Jovan Max and um, Palinia, right. One There's like they have like an enkaish, right? They have like an amount in their head that they have generated from transfers, right? So basically, it's Mateus Pereira and Acuna, really, is about yeah. it. So it's that's that's eighteen million right there, um, probably less after commissions, right? So that's not that's not enough. So. They're gonna they're gonna look to to basically double that right with all those guys in theory are like in the fifteen range of an Bellinia, um, Max in theory right yeah um so that's basically the thing to look out for I think because Bellinia was basically gone right so that fifth that fifteen that they had in mind like that's kind of like being accounted for you know in their heads at least so I think yeah. that. That money has to come from somewhere. So that's what the deadline day surprise may have uh, in store for us. And if last season taught us anything, um, all three of them could be very well go uh, at the end of the window. <laughs> Let's be real. And we get some fucking, I, we get some like, <laughs> I don't I'm even trying know to think of a meme one. in football right now. Like, Will Greg can probably get Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> buddy <laughs> i bet you that will happen <laughs> um johnny pr- comes in with a question what about that guy from torino the center back uh i think his name is like Lyanko or something like Lyanko. yeah what do you think is he on his way just rumors uh there's there's like a unverified but with 1k followers reporter mm-hmm tweeted that his agent was talking. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, his dad did this interview like three weeks ago, a month ago, where he's like, oh, I mean, he he likes sporting. Like, he would go there, you know? Basically like saying, like, if the clubs worked out a deal, 
he would be willing to agree yeah. to personal terms. Like, so I mean, I think he's he's kind of expensive though. I think that they're gonna have to pay like yeah. 10, 10, 12. I think you could get, go maybe like eight million for like. 50, 50, 60% maybe or something like that will be that. That's what they'll try to swing, obviously, right? Some like eight for 60% deal. But yeah, I mean, he's kind of highly rated. But at the same time, right? Bologna, where mm -hmm. he was loaned out, has been interested this whole time as well, right? And I guess that that deal that they've been or the amount that they've been willing to pay obviously hasn't materialized either. So um, maybe they'll settle for a little bit less then maybe we can you know get six million for 60 percent or something like that but yeah i don't know i hope he comes right but truthfully I, him, yeah. I think we need a, a, an attacking reinforcement more than we need another center back um but yeah agreed i'll just quickly go through the departures um as of right now uh of course so Kuna left for... signed <laughs> with apple Yes, all right back. Yeah, legend of the club. <laughs> <laughs> legend of the club. <laughs> um, we had Marcos Acuna leave for 10 million um, to Sevilla. We had uh, Matheus Pereira leave for almost that same amount as well to West Brom. Uh, we had Jelson Dalla and Sheik Gerald, as I mentioned, included in that Nuno Santos deal. Um, we had Bataglia on loan to Alaves. Eduardo Henrique on loan to Crutone. Thank you, Crutone. We had Pedro Enz going to Almeria, uh, which uh, I don't know if anyone's paying attention. That is another uh, George Men's little money laundering system. Because look at that team. That team, that 11 is almost all Portuguese league. Mucaret season net. Uh, they had, uh, they just bought, Befica bought the striker from there, but I'm broke pretty sure they the all bank. They broke the Segunda Liga transfer record. That's yeah. some sketchy fucking shit. Yeah. And I didn't see the game they won uh, against Family Count. I don't know if he did well or not. I heard he did, but I don't know. Million? I don't know. We'll I, 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 he didn't look that good against Payock, but no, he I didn't. don't think any of them did. And honestly, I love the fact that Jardzouz is already calling him Darling instead of Darwin. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he Scottish, have... dude? Like... <laughs> exactly. I have no idea. Uh, we had, of course, Mathieu retiring. I actually have his name on the back of this jersey. Uh, apparently, we're finally out of the Alain Ruiz contract, and we're out of a few more contracts like Sha uh, Philippe Shabi, Bruno Paulista, uh, and as you mentioned, Andres Geraldo. Actually, Giraldi. dude, we are not out of the – I don't think we're out Shabby? of the Bruno – I don't think we're out oh. of any of those, to be honest. I don't know. It just says departure from Spartan Biz, so I don't know what exactly that means. I oh, sorry. Like so we loaned them out. Sorry, I just I had to just scroll up. We loaned out Paulista to Fatima. We loaned that was out last Shabby. season. Oh yeah, right. That's end of loan. Never mind. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I think it. they're still under contract, unfortunately. Also, random question: Bruno Gaspar, what the hell is up with him? Where is he? Kamashu. This is. Let me just quickly get into. There's that. a lot of cases. Dumbia still has to be resolved. Too. There's a, there's like ten. 10 guys to still resolve. But I think I've I've seen pictures of Dumbia in training, unless I'm mistaken. You're mistaken. Can, I'm mistaken. He, hasn't, he hasn't been in the Algarve now. That's horrible then. The same with the same thing with Kamashu. Like what a waste. Also not what there. What a waste of money. What a waste of money. It's pathetic. 
I saw some fake news that, that Liverpool wanted to do the buyback clause. Yeah. Like, why? That's not. I don't think that they want to do that. I, I also <laughs> want to know how much Verendes is paying um, uh, 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 UEFA to have him under the fucking golden, uh, the young. Oh, the it? golden boy. Oh, the golden, golden boy, boy trophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For what? Top what did 30. he do last year? That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> um, Nicholas Inculo. Have you heard anything about Nicholas and Kulo? No, I don't even know who that From, is. From, uh, I believe, Anyways, we're not too sure, dude. We're not too sure. Anyways, let's finally jump into the Aberdeen game. Spartan beat Aberdeen 1-0. Uh, our first official game of the season after the Gil Vicente game got canceled uh, because we had uh, some positive uh, COVID tests. And they had at least, I think, like 15 players or something like that. Um. Anyways, the starting lineup was um, Antonio Aznan in net with Coach Luis Neto, Fidal in the back with Pedro Porro and Nuno Mins taking up the flanks. Um, with Matheus Nunes and Wendell in the midfield with Tiago Tomaj, Vieto sort of in that uh, false nine role and Jovan Cabral with substitutions of Bagansa and of uh, Sporar surprise, and Plata. Um, Christian, what were your thoughts on this game, dude? Um, it wasn't that great. Wasn't that aesthetically pleasing either. Uh, got the job done pretty early, um, in retrospect, but at the same time, it's not a, it's not a job terrible, terribly done in the sense that Aberdeen was never truly that dangerous, right? The most threatening moments they had was the chance at the end. And probably maybe one other header and then like the through ball that they almost had. You know, if that's if basically one chance and one almost chance is the best that they created, then they're pretty much held in check, right? The possession was like 70-30. Um, mm. We weren't really carving out insane amounts of chances, but it felt bit, pretty much under control maybe until the last 10 minutes when they kind of ticked up the pressure, which is a natural thing that will happen, you know, in a game that they're a must win game that they're chasing. So, um, it wasn't, yeah, it was, I mean, a lot of people made it seem horrible. Um, I didn't think it was truly horrible. I thought it was just fine, especially all things considered the travel, the circumstances weren't missing too many key players at the end of the day. Um, but the bench was pretty thin, um, as a result of that. Um, so yeah, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't hate it. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I at least like that we can at least keep possession. I don't know how much that has to say about us or how much that has to say about Aberdeen, per se. Um, but uh, I thought we, we kept possession well. Um, there was maybe a few chat, a few, um, especially towards the end, where I thought Aberdeen could definitely nick a tie. And then, of course, we were, most of us were also watching or at least keeping um, tabs with the uh, Riuav game. So we've seen what happened there and with their 93rd minute and then going into penalties and winning that game. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was definitely scary towards the end. I think that has more to do with uh, – I, I know this is the first game of the season for me to already be, like, mentioning this shit, but I think that has more to do with Spartans' mentality more than anything. I think the biggest, thing, the biggest worry of, of, of mine in terms of this club for the, like, the last decade, really – has been how, how how trash our mentality is. Um, in games like this where we should go 2 nothing up, 
or we should at least push for the second goal to sort of kill the tie. Um, we we kind of could lay back a bit and and okay, last night was well. We did well in terms of absor- absorbing the pressure, but uh, in other games against tougher opponents, against Lask, uh, which you mentioned uh, right in the the beginning of the pod, I don't know how well that will work. Um, it's a scary sight, especially seeing as they just came off that seven nothing win. Um, my positives, Tiak Tumaj looks like a stud. Um, I, I said some things about how I thought maybe Pedro Menz was a bit better. I, I was more sold on Pedro Menz's size more than anything on, on over Tiak Tumaj. Of course, not not watching him play enough. Uh, Tiak Tumaj has, has definitely impressed me throughout this preseason. He has that. He's gotten that, better. He's gotten better. He has gotten better, especially since last season for sure. He has he also has, uh, been working on that like signature run of him just running down that like right side to like add it, tap it in. And mm-hmm. he was kind of did that yesterday where uh, Vieto just slid him through and then he was through on goal and, and brilliant shot. He still had a lot to do. He was still on the angle against the keeper. So the fact that he could still uh, bang that in should have got a header, but I won't hold it against him. At the end of the day, it's a header. He's, I don't know how tall he is exactly. He doesn't seem like the, the biggest aerial threat in the world. Um, so uh, basically I, I thought he was going to be a squad player. Yeah. Um, I think he can be more than that. I can think he could probably be uh, a, an occasional starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but but I mean the fact that he stole and I stole. There's there's still every spot still really up for grabs, but the fact that he started ahead of Sporad yesterday shocked me. And um, but Plata, I like it. And, and yeah, uh, Plata not so much because Plata last season at least had like he 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 came, really came off his form. He, he started did. here and then just steadily yeah, declined. Um, yeah, a quick question from Tang Zidi. Uh, is Suarez still a possibility? I'm assuming – is he I meaning would. Luis Suarez? Nah, the other one. Yeah, he is meaning Luis Suarez, but not the one that you're thinking of. Which Suarez? Luis Suarez from Watford, not Luis Suarez from oh. Atletico Madrid. Oh, true. That's not a bad show. I totally forgot about that rumor. Uh, he's good. Um, but I haven't heard anything since the initial news. I also haven't seen any developments because if he was in negotiation somewhere, I would have seen it to be honest. So, um, also Watford was negotiating one of their players for like 20 mils, but it wasn't one. It wasn't wasn't him. So, um, take that for what it's worth. Mm Mm-hmm. He, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the day, he could end up just staying at Watford to attack an attempted promotion. Yeah. So, yeah, true, true. I, 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 the only thing of Watford that I know is they sold the car to Everton, which is looking like a fucking. Uh, I know it's yeah. tangent, but it's looking like a buy and a half. Everton looks mean right now. Um, but anyways, yeah, back to the Aberdeen game. Um, what were your thoughts on on Vietu's, uh position, just kind of as a false nine or? Can kind of look at that as a ten, but definitely more narrow. We definitely did play more narrow with Odu and Menj more on the wings uh, than Jovan and Tomaj and Vietu. Really, uh, what were your thoughts on his position? Um, I kind of liked it. It kind of worked, I would say. Uh, I think Vietu is probably more threatening in that position. Um, same with mm-hmm. Jovan. I don't think Spurad is as good playing like an underneath position. I think he's more of a target man. Um, but Jovan can kind of play both of those roles decently, I think. 
but there are some players on the roster that, like Plata, I think, truthfully, isn't really meant for that kind of a role, but yeah. isn't really good enough defensively to play the wingback role either. So they would really only work if the wingers or the attackers are playing wider, um, I think, at least. But, I mean, if Pedro Porro is going to be up and down the flank like a maniac um, all the games, Nuno Men's um, kind of b- bombs up and down similarly. So as long as you have two wingbacks, you know, that are able to, you know, cover a lot of space in the wing, you can kind of afford to have those those the uh two the wingers of the front three more narrow um because there's really no midfielders that are wide or forwards that are wide then it's only the uh the outside back um i don't you like you don't want rostovsky playing right back in in that type of role because the quality you know going forward isn't that consistent yeah exactly and even defensively um i, I have to say the only thing i can really bitch about Porto yesterday um, there was a, there was a, in the second half, he was just trying to, the guy was offside. So I, I don't, I'm not like furious, but, um, the fact that there's no VAR, he was just like hands up looking at the fucking linesman across the field from him. And then he just still let the fucking guy in to get a cross off. Um, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, he's going to learn eventually that the refs don't give a fuck about this team. <laughs> that you have to play for every fucking ball, no matter what. Um, so, but yeah, he. I think uh, if we discuss man of the match, straight up, mine is going to either Poru or Tomaj, and I'm gonna go with Poru, really. Yeah, it should be Poru. He was the best player on the field. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna agree. Um, cool. I mean, unless anything else is to say about Aberdeen, I was thinking we can go straight into the basketball. What do you think? Sure. All right, so um, we uh, on our qualifiers for the Champions League, am I right? Um, we beat um, Freiburg or whatever they're called, right? Uh, Freiburg Olympics. Yeah, yeah, from Switzerland. Yeah, we beat them 84-78 out in Bulgaria. Um, a big first quarter from the boys really left us to, uh, to, to coast to this victory, especially seeing as the third quarter, we kind of got outscored. Fourth quarter was kind of even. And then, of course, today we lost to um, Ogokia, uh, 70 to 64. Um, that is a Serbian team. Am I mistaken? Bosnian. 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 Um, yeah, Chris, you're the one really that watched these games. Uh, what, are your, what are your two cents on this? Uh, the first game really was um, – first game was pretty good, right? Sporting controlled that game pretty much from start to finish. Cervante Williams balled out in that one. And um, also John Fields, the new center um, that they signed, also was really good in that one. But the game today, unfortunately, um, was not as successful as the, um, the game. The game on Wednesday. Yeah, today's Friday. Uh, the first game was Wednesday. Um, they were much bigger than us today. They were more physical than us. They had a center who had played some summer league for the Bulls, right? So he's like kind of never played in the NBA, but kind of been on the fringes of almost making the NBA. Um, 6'11 Serbian center. He was just too overpowering for for John Fields. Definitely Fonseca as well, who honestly kind of sucks a little bit. Um, but yeah, just 
they weren't good enough. They didn't shoot well enough. They they really did, they hit like two threes in the entire first half. Shot a little bit better um, in the second half, uh, but it in the end it it wasn't enough. Um, and uh, I guess now they're going to the Euro, FIBA Europe Cup instead of the Champions League of basketball. So basically, the Champions League was the third highest. Now the FIBA Europe Cup is the fourth tier of European competition. So better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and hey, for a team that's been out for 20 plus years, not bad. At least we're in some sort of competition. Yeah, I mean, um, they uh, basically... Maybe a, a more realistic competition we can win too. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, it's all good. Uh, it would have been the first Portuguese team ever to get into the group stage of the Champions League. So um, I think the fact that they even won one qualifying game is um, pretty good. So Yeah. And it's not like the, we got blown out today either. So No, no. To, to be honest, it felt like we could have been on – we were on the fringes for a lot of the game, but they really – it never really got out of hand, um, and they kept it in there. I think this team for the Portuguese League, though um, – should be, should be pretty good. Um, yeah. I think you know we're not we're not champions, right? Because the season just kind of got cut. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that they probably have the expectation to be in the in the final. You know, for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. weren't we were we in first or were we tied for first before COVID? We were in first because we played Benfica like two games before COVID. Um, and we yeah. got into single sole possession of first and then like maybe one more game and then it got canceled. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, I, yeah, I'm with you. I have high expectations and, uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but maybe we'll have somebody in, uh, from the basketball team into the pod eventually. We'll see. We'll see how that all works out, but I'm, I'm very interested to see, uh, where we, where we go this year, at least the boys, I'm glad to see, though there has been yet no announcement on it. Glad to see that we're looking to sell merch, uh, the basketball merch. It's um, online. I looked at the Lajevere website. It's on. It's, it's there. Yeah. Sick. I love how there's no announcement from that. It's like the team. Does, it's like the club doesn't even want to make money. What's wrong also, with these new guys? new Macron sweatshirts that nice. they don't really hit. They don't really hit too good. No. Last year's are better. Like the gray one from last year is better. Like that um, yellow. Like that yellow. Um, t-shirt right with the green like top on top like yeah. quarter like yeah. that doesn't translate as good to a sweatshirt you know so mm. it, like a yellow sweatshirt like that with like the green it's not like the t-shirt is borderline but the sweatshirt it feels like too yellow for uh so there's long sleeves too there's more more surface area of the yellow you know right right Damn. I don't know. For me, at least, I wasn't a fan. And, like, in terms of La Javierde, what are they selling? Are they selling the striped uh, basketball jersey or, like, just Seems the like green? like it's only white. the striped. Oh, okay. Um, so you, could, you can customize it, though, so I might throw a, a little number zero action on there. Um, nice. Okay. I'm going to get fucking Carmelo in the back, then, if that's the case, bro. Fuck it. <laughs> you get what? <laughs> um, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, put, that, put that put fs that out to the universe that after uh, portland they'll come, they'll come to europe or something some <laughs> ball. 
Um, what was I gonna ask? Oh, the the jersey that we played with today. Just last thing, I guess you're the jersey. What was it? Was it like the the striped one? Was it the green one again? It was the white one, the all white one. The white, all white. Damn, so they're looking like those are gonna be our jerseys, huh? Yeah. Because at least the preseason, it was just all green and all white. That's so today. Um, were they were in the all green too? Hmm. Wait, no. So no, no, no. no today was all white. Today, the first game. The was all first green. game was all green. It was yeah. green and no green and black. It was black shorts. Hmm. With uh, no logo. But I mean, there was no logo on the white shorts today either. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Um. We'll go into the uh, or qu- quickly since we're on basketball. I'll also, quickly mention the Mudalidads. The U23 boys are not doing well at all. I don't know if Sporting B had a had a game yet, uh, but the U23 lost um, this week or sorry yesterday, four two to Benfica. We scored a banger of a goal to tie it up one one. Bicycle kick to the other corner. It was beautiful from um, I am forgetting his name Leonardo something. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get it eventually. Too. It was a great goal, though. Great goal, but not enough. Befica slapped us 4-2. We also lost 3-1 against Istoril, um on the Saturday. And then on the 12th, we lost 2-1 to uh, Coria Piedad. So, not looking good. Sporting B already played a game. Not aware of our games, or I might just forget if I can pull it up. Give me one second. Um, yeah, can't. Uh, but it's... Um, yeah, really yeah, all yeah, I yeah, yeah. Luis, Luis is right. Against Oriental. They right. won. They won. They won. Two nothing, I think. One nothing. Um, which is actually a really Thank good Luis. result considering the B team was missing a lot of players because they were some of them were being reinforcement, basically training dummies, right, to make up the numbers mm-hmm. for the COVID decimated roster in the Algarve. So basically, they played without a lot of their players and they beat a team that's in theory a promotion candidate. So like a ragtag group of youngsters beat like a fully professional team, you know, trying to get promotion to the fully professional league. So, I mean, I'll take it, right? I don't know if they'll be able to replicate yeah. that on a regular basis, but pretty good result. I I got to give them credit for that. Uh, also to mention, or sorry, the Lloyd Augusto, that was the name of the kid. Also to mention, on Thursday, we had João Silva on the bench, who is the, the B-team captain. Um, I'm still shocked that they're in the second division. has to be said. We, we not, do not they're deserve not, they're to be. Not. They're, oh, they're, they're in the third? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Just making sure. Um, cool. Um, so, yeah, that really moodily dodged, like I said, in my head. Of course, next time when Steph is in, he does a lot better of a job than I do in this and uh, almost everything Spartan, literally. Um, but anyways, Chris, I know you're passionate about this upcoming Ajay. Um, you know, give me your tooth on this. Well, what are what are your thoughts moving forward? What are your thoughts with us naming uh, gates and and fields and uh, all these empty gestures, as, as you say? Yeah. So I mean, this is the stuff that we all hate talking about, and it feels like we endlessly have to talk about it. But yeah, unfortunately, we've got you know some more bullshit this week and it all culminates tomorrow during the vote um so dear sporting ista uh in lisbon who's been a sauce you for at least a year and is above 18 years old 
you are eligible to vote. Um, so I hope that you take the opportunity to do so and vote against the budget mm -hmm. and the, the balance sheet from last season. Um, basically, um, I guess to do the one minute summary of the problems here, right. As, as I see them, um, we all know about the, or if you don't recall their, you can go back on the Twitter and look at it. They announced like a 12.5 million euro profit from their 1920 season, right? This is, you know, all, all of the, the sum of everything, right? Um, salaries, uh, um, gate revenue, player transfers in and out, the summary uh, of everything, right? So they're saying they were up 12.5 million, um, which seems pretty hilarious because it's literally at the same time as there was like an unresolved, ongoing payment struggle with Braga, um, right? They're, they're buying like 60% of players' passes every time, right? It's like clear that they're finding ways to, to, to cut corners, right, revenue spending-wise. Um, so a team that in theory is like net, net, net or 12.5 million euros in the green, right? You would think that a team who's doing that good would not be cutting these corners, right? So it's kind of like a, who do you believe, me or your lying eyes type of deal? Um, so if you go go into the nitty-gritty of that, basically um, this isn't the first time, right, that this admin violates the statutes, right? So they kind of – basically they violate the statutes on a regular basis and they never get called on it because they have the media in their pocket and um, basically the media – trades access for criticism, right? So they're the first to know about all this shit, right? And as a result, they cover them all very favorably. Um, that's either the unofficial or maybe there is an actual handshake agreement where they do that, or if that's just um, understood to be the case. Um, but basically like renaming the thing, renaming the gates and the field is in theory supposed to go to votes. Um, Basically, they took the 12.5 million profit, right, and took it out as a debt against the SAD, right? So they basically loaned the money to themselves so that they can say and have a news round of news about being 12.5 million up, right? So it's all for a news cycle and just some positive PR. Um, they can kind of like put their puff their chest out for a couple of days, right? We all know it's like fake, but they can put their spin on it and go relatively unchallenged except for like people on Twitter, right? There's only people that are actually calling into question the stuff like this. Um, we, don't get, yeah. we don't get paid like the salaries of these TV commentators who aren't really doing the best journalism, if you want to even call exactly. it that. Yeah, exactly. um, so basically, I'm not basically what I wanted. The point is, is I'm not a statute stickler guy. Like I'm not the guy who's like, Oh, you got to follow, like you got to follow all this stuff. Exactly. Like the statute 32 section C rule 12 line eight. Like I'm not that guy. Right. So I understand like some things you can't always just go to votes for, for ex everything. Like for example, the name thing, right. If they wanted to sell the rights, I don't, it, I don't really think it's necessary that there'd be a vote on that. And, Changing the names, right? I, I, it's not the most important thing to have a vote on, but like financial reports, budget stuff, like, yeah, I want to vote on that. But basically, 
taking a $12.5 million loan out from yourself, you would think would be something that you would want to have to approve. Regardless, you have an opportunity to now do that in a retroactive way on Saturday, right? So there's two things that we're voting on. The first thing is the 2020-2021 budget. Um, the second thing is the previous year's like spending report, which is the $12.5 million bonus thing. So in theory, they have avoided going to votes on taking the massive loan out that resulted in this $12.5 million profit. So if you vote yes on that and it gets approved, you're in, in the course of that retroactively approving the loan and like the transfer of the debt in the first place, right? So why is the transfer of the debt to the sad of the club um, meaningful, right? Because if the sad sad gets more and more indebted, um, which is like one of the things that Bruno Carvalho looked to to do, and he that was one of his like you know achievements, right? Along with Bavillon, like getting the sad debt to zero because it was like over a hundred million from Godin Lopes when he inherited, right? So that was one of his big achievements. But now the debt to the sad is starting to build back up again um, in this Fernandez admin. So it's just, it's dangerous, right? Because um, a lot of people theorize that their end goal is to sell the sad, right? So um, if you make the sad more and more indebted to the club, it makes it harder to separate from the club, right? So you get this, like, you don't want to be bullish sad, right? And that's the ultimate, like, culmination of the conflicts, right? Coming to a head where you actually get a split. But if the club is so indebted with, or if the sad is so indebted with the club's like debt because you're doing accounting tricks, you're basically just like dragging the club along, you know? So at the end of the day, um, if you want to try to sell the sad, like the club is kind of handicapped and you're just like, it's, it's not a situation that you want, right? And basically, if you allow them to set the precedent of doing this and you approve the new budget and the past numbers, um, you're setting them in a position where they're just probably going to start unlimitedly taking out debt against the SAD, I think. Yeah, listen, well said. I, I'm nowhere near as, as like onto this as you are, so... I 100% agree with you and 100% back you on that as well. I mean, um, if nothing else, if nothing else, like even if none of this was true, right? Even if all the finances were in line, I would still advocate for voting no on mm -hmm. this, on the balance, right? Because number one, it's a protest, right? I don't approve of the way the club's being run. Like there's questions about whether or not this AG is even legal, right? To have in the first place and not discuss the other themes and, the other AGs that should have been called in the past, right? That they're skirting by with like, so I don't support any of this. So I would just vote no regardless, but I think yeah. vote it, like if it gets approved, it's actually like kind of dangerous. Yeah. Um, and the Benfica Saucius voted no on the, the first round of voting for the budget, right? They're really mad at Luis Vieira. Um, and he, it, it failed like 55, 45. 
they just had a revote today and it passed like 77%. So, I mean, I hope the Saucers hold strong. Um, right. Let's, let's, fo I guess let's just focus on Saturday, right? Let's just get at 51%. No. Um, I truthfully don't know what to expect. What kind of numbers yeah, in, in any direction? Like, I guess if it's like 75% approved, like I'm not going to be shocked, right? I'm going to be like bitterly disappointed, but not shocked. But I mean, if we get like 60% no, um, I'll, I won't be shocked, but I will be maybe like, you know, a little, little positively surprised you could say, but I don't really know what to expect. Um, bracing for disappointment though, for sure. Yeah. The, the thing that, that worries me about this all is um, what the turnout's going to look like. I don't know how much of uh, Veranda's just boys are going to be there to vote. All the Crockettes will be there. And Crockettes all have like 20 votes. So low turnout. So low overall turnout, but high Croquette turnout equals a 75-25 W for him. Because they yeah, all have exactly. 25 votes, right? So, yeah, we need to get the vote out of normal people, right? Yeah. Normal people. Normal people with 20 votes, we really need you. But just normal people in general. Yeah, Mascot, yeah. baby. And you need it to... You need to do it for me, right? Because I would do it if I was there to, to do it. But fortunately, you, yeah. you got to mask up and, and go do it. I really hope the uh, the clock members are, are, are really out in force tomorrow because, uh, you know, they've been stripped of a lot. Uh, and just exactly. uh, last week, right, they were, like, officially evicted out of uh, yeah. their little gate, right? So that's going to so. be a court, an ongoing court battle probably decided yeah. in a couple months. So, yeah. yeah. Every so, yeah. clock member... Hopefully they all kept their, their numbers and stuff like that um, to be able to vote. Um, but, yeah, that's a big, you know, a big group to organize uh, some no votes. Yeah. Let me quickly just give Luis Tomes some love. Uh, he's been very active on our comments. Uh, appreciate you, bro. He says, let's hope Vanellis doesn't bring the old people in several bus. Uh, buses just to vote. <laughs> yes. Uh, as they have made in the presidentials, I we listen. We agree with you. That that is one of our that is one of our our fears for tomorrow as well. Um, but uh, Chris, what uh, what question did you um did you did you send over to um to the to the to the Sporting admins really? Uh through the uh, through the link. <laughs> through like, the link. I I have not amazing. Sent it I've never had this happen with a president before in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd rather be able to. I'd rather be able to send in my vote virtually rather than some comments that they're going to ignore. Yeah, but, exactly. So, yeah, I, that's the that's the. I mean, that's the running joke for for I guess. Especially I would say international sportingistas like they talked about the i voting so much. They finally created yeah. like. They never had a comment, an online comment thing before. So they made like an advancement, but I think you'll notice a theme here, right? There's a lot of um, symbolic wins, right? There's not many concrete W's. There's a lot of symbolic W's. Um, so I would say creating like uh, a, 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 a recommendation inbox is not like that crazy of, a, of an innovation to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to this whole naming thing and all of that. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's really ridiculous on how, 
how far down they brought the club to. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say about this, really. Anything else to add before we go into uh, our predictions? Of, vote against uh, it. Yeah, please <laughs> vote against it. Whoever can, please show up. Um, it's a tough ask, though. And like you said, I'm, I'm ready for the disappointment. And I'm we'll ready. have to, well, like, if we do it, right, if we get it, we'll have to organize and do it again, right? Because we, what are we going to be, the Benfica fans, right, where we pretend like we're mad at Luis Vieira and then we wait a month and just approve it 75-25? Like, yeah. a bunch of fucking pussies, right? They, uh, they, act like they, uh, they act like there's some opposition to him, but it's never real. I mean, to be honest, no. Luis Vieira has a more organized opposition right now than Frederico Verandes, which is truly incredible, man. There is mm -hmm. no real opposition, right? There's no opposition figure. There's no one who's always out there. Um, there's no, like, Wait, uh, like... Aside from Bruno Carvalho, and we have no idea if he can even run for president. He's... He, After being I, not exonerated of all crimes. like Yeah. He, if the election was tomorrow, he wouldn't be able to. And I don't think exactly. rushing to have an AG to reapprove him is something is that they're on rushing the to do. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all. That's all I guess we got to say about that. Um, we'll go into uh, the predictions and preview for next uh, for our game on Sunday against Basur. But just before, let me bring in um, some news. Of course, Spartan couldn't play against Gil Vicente last weekend. But um, Santa Clara taking top of the table after a 1-0 uh, victory against Braga in Braga. Um, a huge W for Santa Clara. Braga now coming off back-to-back -back losses. Um, of course, last week lost 3-1 to Porto, uh, and now 1-0 to Santa Clara after getting in Cruz Carvajal. Um, interesting already to see how Braga is shaping up. Um, but, uh, of course, it's still early on in the season, but these are massive things that they've already lost um, if we're already looking towards third place, which, uh, let's be real, Every Spartan these days, we're not really gonna vie for the, the race title. Race third in the glory of the Champions League playoffs. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's what we gotta. That's that's what we're aiming for, really, this season. Fuck um, yeah, uh, Benfica also last week beat Family Cal five one. Um, sorry, uh, somebody decided to fucking pass by with uh, some sort of wheelbarrow. I don't know if you heard that in the back. Um, but uh, yeah, 5 1. Familia Count saying it was the least important game of the season for, for I, many reasons. It's not, it's not a game, it's they've penciled that in for zero, right? They've penciled in across the two games, they've penciled yeah. in zero points, exactly. Because <laughs> why, why even try for Bifica? First game of the season, losing 2 1 to Pauk. Well, it's not even important. <laughs> um anyways, uh we'll go into this weekend. Tomorrow, of course, uh Benfica play Mureirense at home. Uh Benfica at home, of course, at 1:30 Eastern. And then we have a derby. Uh we have a derby of Porto, basically. Boa Vista against Porto. Boa Vista, who tied 3-3 against Nacional, who have been having a crazy transfer window. 15 signings. 15 signings, one of them being a World Cup, a current World Cup winner. Another one coming out of Manchester United's academy, highly touted after he uh, last week he got three assists. Of course, I'm talking about Angel Gomez. The kid's a baller. The kid is a fucking Reggie baller. Cannon, the Houston Dynamo's designated mm -hmm. player, former designated player. Um, and they also just got somebody else from uh, the MLS. 
Um, yeah, the Dynamo guy, the Honduran midfielder. Was that Reggie Cannon? Didn't they get two? The American dude as well from Dallas. Yeah, Reggie Cannon's the uh, he's from uh, he was from FC Dallas. Plays right back. There you go. Okay. Um, who they were rumored with Kurajma at one point, which was amazing. Uh, come on, I'm forgetting somebody else that they signed. Uh, Chindozi, former Porto, who they signed. Uh, Javi Garcia. They just locked up Sour on a three-year deal, three-year extension after wow. his big game this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to yeah. be an interesting game. They struggled a bit against Braga, especially that first half. They were down one nothing. So um, we'll see if Povich can steal some points off Porto. What do you think there, dude? I think they could. I think they could honestly. Yeah, I think so too. My my only worry is that they leaked in goals against Nacional. So if they leaked in goals against Nacional, they can do the same against Porto. Yeah. But uh, Porto, of course, just got rid of uh, Bubakar and Suarez in the same window. Might get rid of. Yeah, uh, they're trying to sell. I you know I feel bad for the Porto fans who are trying to be sold the uh, the uh, Pupansa. That was a a move for the Pupansas, letting Bubakar go for free. They've saved yeah. they've saved eight million in salary, baby. You can was like that's a fucking pupansa, baby. You I can say it I like but that. There's nothing that gets me more fired up than saving on some salary. <laughs> fucking go. Go kill me. <laughs> uh Louise Louise just saying there's a guy from Orlando we can get, Nani. We should buy him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll take sure. Chris Muller too, bro. He's in form. Ooh. They're striker. Yes, he, he is. I mean, yo, he's... Orlando's looking nasty. They are looking, looking good. They're looking good. Yeah, they lost in the final, right? That of the makeshift COVID Cup. That was Cup a pretty un- unexpected run to the COVID Cup final as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, hey, Nani has them firing on all cylinders. Um, and then, of course, at one thirty on Sunday, we play Pas Ferreira uh, away. Uh, and then, uh, before we get into that. I just kind of want a, um, an honorable mention of this weekend's games. Riwav uh, Guimarães. I know Guimarães lost one nothing uh, this weekend against um, oh, who was it? Uh, against Bilinis Stad. Surprisingly, yeah, you yeah, hate to see that one. You hate to see it. the fact that Bilinis Stad's already starting off the season with three points. Come <laughs> on, come on. Um, but uh, it, it touted up to be a, a, a really good game. Riwav. Got a new manager, of course. Some a few players. Uh, I mean, we like we mentioned earlier on, Gerald Zindala, um, who uh, I mean, already well, maybe not so much Dala, but Gerald's already getting an assist against Bishkitas. They're coming off a huge victory, uh, about to play AC Milan on Thursday as well. Um, side note, I was ta- I have an AC Milan co worker, I was talking so much. shit. I'm like, it's buddy, without exactly. So hey, maybe uh, we can sneak in a few uh, few home fans, lower or the something. goals, maybe. Exactly, do what uh, that team did against Tottenham. We'll see. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Riwaf can steal something against AC Milan. But Riwaf Gimarange has everything uh, in it to be a huge game. Uh, of course, it's going to be interesting to see if Kureshma can start for Gimarange again. I think he came on and did pretty well from what I've seen. Um, yeah. But yeah, another huge game in Portugal, Portuguese league, underrated for those who didn't know. And then, of course, let's get into our Sporting, Pasfarela Sporting. Chris, um, I'll pull up the question right now because Johnny earlier on asked us, um, what are your predictions? But more so, what's the 11 that you think uh, will play tomorrow against uh, or play Sunday against Pasfarela? I uh, 
honestly probably think it's going to be mostly unchanged because I don't think there's going to be any COVID changes, right? So COVID players are still going to be out um, Sunday. That's in two days. Yeah, they're still, they're still going to be out. So I would imagine that the lineup will be relatively unchanged. It's possible that we see Spodad start, maybe, um, instead of Vieto, maybe. Um, but outside of that, I don't see too many changes. Uh, maybe. Nah, he's not going to start Braganza. Um, let's not get carried away. But um, at least he's forced to have him on the bench, basically, mostly because there's no one else. But um, it guarantees that he potentially could play. Um, but yeah, that's what I think. I think it's going to be mostly unchanged. If there's any change, it'll be Spurad for Vieto. Yeah, I agree. I think if there's also any change, yeah, Spurad for Tiago Tomaj more. You um, can't sit the kid. He's got the, the hot We'll boot. see. <laughs> He's got the goal. I'm with you, but this is Spartan at the end of the day. When the hell do we care? <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Maybe Spurad for Vieto or, or Tiago Tomaj. I can definitely see him starting this game. I would love to see Braganza and Wendell in the midfield, but it is definitely a liability um, defensively. Um, but we need to see. I, I really need to see Braganza for 90 minutes. I, my biggest worry with Braganza, uh, okay, maybe we've already utilized him more than uh, Giraldi, but my my worry about Braganza is that he's going to be another Giraldi. It's going to be all hype that Sporting will not give us the benefit to um, to really see them thrive. Um, he's and Braganza. Uh, he's mean, better than Giraldi. I'm not going to say that he isn't. But no, it's just that kind of player. They're smaller. They're more technical than more than anything else. Um, I'm more worried about that in that aspect that, that we won't well, really when see as much. getting loaned out to other Premier League teams, that's when you know it's over. Um, Fair so enough. We're good for hey, <laughs> The last year we said <laughs> we loaned them out to a second division. So uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe but that one was work. the uh, that was the mandatory loan that he had to do right. Was it um, mandatory? Well, in my eyes, I think that oh, okay. at least they like to see that. They like to see them pressing in the youth ranks and then going out on loan, doing well, and then getting integrated. Yeah. I mean, that's the Palinha model. That's the gold model. But sometimes mm. you don't you don't ever make it. But uh, Braganza has made it. He has debuted. So the, the loan yeah, path has worked for him. But it's already starting. The lone path can also restart at any moment. Um, yeah, the transfer window is not closed, so that's all I'll say. Yeah, who knows? By this time Sunday, Jovan something isn't already sold. You know. Yeah. Um, Luis quickly just saying the game against Posh was traditionally very difficult. That's right. Um, yeah, traditionally but anyways, parking them parking the bus. <laughs> They got a uh, game. They got my I remember game. the game last season uh, there because I was like in a hotel from work, so I remember watching the Pasadena away. I think it was a one, one, one or zero, zero. Ugly, ugly stuff. Um, I know. I think we won. Game. I think we won one nothing. Maybe at least the second. Yeah, it was the second game. Yeah. I for sure know we won. But the first one, they, I'm still not hundred. They ta- they're coming off a one one draw to Portimao, who. Mm-hmm. Was relegated last season, but then 
thankfully Stuball uh, fucking. <laughs> Mo- I don't know why Mourinho saved them. Like maybe it's not financial fair play or something, but I don't know. Abs is now also um, a defunct club. Uh, yeah, yeah, I seen that. Crazy. Uh, do we get our Tasa Portugal back or? How does that work? Uh, remember when I it was missing? It. Remember the news that it was yes, missing? Somebody told it. Yeah. Like the cup itself. <laughs> the cup itself. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Bruno Carvalho, bro. That's what my dad told yeah. me. Bruno Carvalho went back to get back his trophy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, you know who really should have had to do it was Baz Dost for missing uh, mm. an open goal from four Fucking yards. Bro. <laughs> and then, right now, Brian Ruiz has to go to the Benfica Stadium and take our Campeonato back, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, quick question from SCB: uh, Who is your best player in these first few games and in this first official game? I think we kind of answered it, but we'll answer it again. I, I'm, my personal one is Porto because I was impressed. What's yours, dude? I've been impressed with Gonçalves, and Porto is my man of the match. Yeah, I've been impre- impressed with Gonçalves' versatility also, and he scored in like mm-hmm. both of the games. Most of them. In. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm eager to get him back, um, especially because I think it might be possible against Lask, though. That's going to be a tight be if we get the COVID it boys might be back. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But uh, we can't ignore it without going also into Lask. Lask with a 7 nothing win against I have no idea who and I have no idea how to pronounce that team's name. Let me try to butcher it. Uh, where is this thing? Um Danalska, Danaiska. Anyways, seven nothing win at home in Austria to them. We know Lask's, uh, Lask's. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their danger, really. Uh, we lost three nothing to them, if I'm not mistaken, right? I know we mm-hmm. beat them first leg, second leg. We lost. Shouldn't have won them. that game. Like we won two one. No, went down yeah, one nothing. Somehow scored two goals in the second half and just we had five it. minutes of brilliance from Bruno yeah. Fernandes and then, <laughs> yeah and that was enough to win the game and then they um, ended up so getting spanked by Man U in the knockout round um, with Bruno Fernandes in that Man U team am I not am I yeah. mistaken yeah because it was post COVID yeah how is he allowed to play that's 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 ridiculous um, but anyways what are your predictions on this game not so much the eleven because hopefully. Hopefully, again, we'll have some of the COVID boys back. Hopefully, we'll have a, a manager back on the bench. Um, mind you, he can't really talk a lot because of his licensing. But, um, yeah, what do you expect from that game? I expect us – I think it's going to be like the game when they came to Alvalade. I think that we're going to kind of be on the back foot for a lot of the game and uh, have to be crafty uh, in the in the ways that we get forward. Um, yeah. I think that there's definitely a reasonable uh, um, chance that we could see a game that's longer than 90 minutes. Um, wouldn't shock me. I'm just trying to see uh, if they had a lot of like movement on this window, but they haven't really. That guy Ragu lost- scored two goals, so he's still there. The guy with the, lo- the blonde hair with the hairband, yeah. um, he was good, so he's still there. Um, I'm not really recognizing anybody who else they had. There's one other guy not, that was that was quite good. Maybe this Dominic Freiser guy. He went to Barnsley for eight hundred thousand. Um, but no, I'm not really seeing much. They bought a kid from um, from what is this from the Danish league for seven hundred and fifty thousand. They bought a kid from Wolfsburg second team. 
uh, Carmaro, French, and Ivorian. Um, so their team looks basically the same is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so it's it's going to be a lot to worry about. My only question and my only maybe positive note, though, again, it's not like we're going to vie for a title anyways. If we are out of the Europa League, maybe that gives us a bit more to push for in the league. But then again, if we're out of the Europa League, I see a lot of movements happening on that last day because there's no – our squad, I think, is already big. Um, and, you know, at least with right now, we can at least attack all competitions, all four competitions. If we're out of the Europa League, we're selling a lot. And that's my only worry, really. But um, score predictions, dude. I didn't even do – we didn't even do passes. What's your score prediction for passes? Uh, one nothing win. I'm gonna go for a Sufridu two one. We're gonna be down one nothing. Um, and then last one one draw with uh us in, winning in PKs in penalties. I'm with you. I was gonna say the exact <laughs> fucking thing. Renan is gonna come back from COVID and fucking save all the penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a PK shootout with the, the current roster would be like Wendell, Kowats, Jovan. Oof. I don't even know who else. I don't Maybe even know. Viesto, Sporad. Sporad PKs are sketchy, right? He just hits it right yeah. hard. He's yeah. going to get one of the – like he's made all three that he's had so far, but he's about to have one saved because I don't like that shit. It's not – there's not here's much my, to it. Here's my thing. With George Zeus, George Zeus taught Bas Dost how to do penalties, and then he passed that on to Bruno Fernandes. But Bruno Fernandes didn't pass that on to anybody. So we're no. fucked. Yeah. We're fucked. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. And, and we lost two of our spot, like our, our dead ball kicks too, uh, in terms of Mathieu and... Uh, New men have taken all the corner kicks from both sides, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Jovan has been taking most of the free kicks, uh, which he scored a banger last season, like the COVID season that we had. But uh, he's so inconsistent in everything, including those free kicks, that it's like, I don't know if I should even trust him or not, you know? I think Gonzalez can maybe hit a free kick or two. Yeah. Maybe, I can't recall if he did in, in, uh, in um, Family Kong at all either. So, uh, But yeah, that's that. Let's let's hope that those uh, come true. Two big dubs, even in penalties, I'll take it. So long as we get to the Europa League. Stage, I mean, it's not much money wise, but it is. Uh, it's like a pride, you know, for the club. Type it's of another thing. exactly, and it's another. You don't want to be out, out of Europe. Europe. If you're out of Europe, you're a fucking joke, right? Okay, Especially since exactly. Rio Ave could be out of it too. Like, only two teams in. Or Braga's in the group, right? So we got three Braga teams in the Europa group. No champions. One champions. No, one, one champions champion. So far, two. Yeah. yeah. And then Bifica two. not going to champions might have fucked uh, Portugal's coefficient. I'm immediately not to... go back to sixth again after exactly. one. So we got We really got to get third so we can exactly. have one season of champions before we have to wait like four more years to go to win <laughs> another <again>. one. <laughs> exactly. But no, I'm I'm just gonna say like if we don't beat Lask like that, okay, Befica fucked our coefficient. Spartan will even fuck it even more because oh, then that's only that too. Yeah, you're already down. Um, you know, two, two of your clubs didn't even make the two group out of the five. Two out of the yeah. five, like that's already fucked. And, and then, like making the group that, stage is like X points, like so. 
And Krasnodar won their game, so they're in the playoff um, as well. So it's like, and then do Palk drop to uh, Europa League? I believe they do, right? Yes. No, actually, they're playing two legs for those games. Palk plays Krasnodar again. Yeah. To be fair, but anyway, maybe not. Maybe I made that up. For some reason, I feel like they're they're playing. Um, I think no, I think they're out. I'm pretty sure they're out. Um, but anyway, even so, um, what was I trying to say? Uh, yes, there is anyway. two legs, bro. There is two okay. legs. I didn't make that up. Um, but they are so down assuming, two one. Yeah, I'm assuming that then they'll they'll probably just jump right into Europa League, just like uh, they would if they were to go out. They would, yeah, yeah. because this is yeah. Um. Yeah, damn. I was trying to say something about the Europa League, but I guess not. I can't remember. Anyways, so it's. Must I mean, there's important. nothing like if Europa League like away days to like Macedonia would be such a good time if you lived in Europe. But I mean, you can't even do that shit right now. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, just like Luis, we're on our way out as well. Thank you everybody for joining us. Shout out to Luis Tome. Shout out to uh, SCPRUB, also for the Twitter question. Shout out to New York's finest, Johnny Sinero, of course. Um, We had Kevin Fernandes also in the chat. Um, And that was really it. We didn't have a lot of – oh, and also fake MMHD and uh, 10 Next City as well. Uh, Miguel Mata also joined us for a little bit as well. Um, And, yeah. Thank you all for joining us. We didn't have a, a huge traction, but of course, it was just also me and Chris today. Um, next week, uh, we'll have um, some um, the, the more of the uh, the cohorts through with us. Uh, keep in touch with us because we might have a pretty big guest coming in eventually, sooner or later. We have a few lined up. Um, follow us on Twitter at Sporting160 underscore E and follow us on Instagram that I've every now and again touched. Not so often though, but Again, maybe one day I'll touch it. Spartan 160EN. Follow us, of course, on YouTube here, Spartan 160EN. Um, we might still have some Spreadshirt shit out there on Spreadshirt. You know, if, if, if that interests you guys on some merch. Um, but yeah, thank you all for joining us. And uh, Vivo Spartan. <laughs>